0: Hey, hey, this is the Michigan Maniac Podcast. That's right. I'm your host, Adam Brewer. Please go ahead and go to our Michigan Maniac Podcast fan page on Facebook. Please give us a rating or a little testimonial, how you love the show. Always appreciative. Whatever platform you're on, actually, go ahead and write the show. That is awesome. You can get it on any platform that podcasts are available. Um, so we're going to get into this, uh, I want to change it up from football a little bit. We're going to go into basketball this time. And I truly believe they deserve this because the basketball team has been fucking phenomenal over the, this whole season, basically we're 20 and one it's, uh, last time I've commented on this was I missed two games i missed the the Indiana game, and I've missed the Ohio State game. Now, I've watched both of them. They are – okay, we lost to Wisconsin, and we kind of had one of the worst showings we've had. Uh, Charles Matthews had five points. Iggy Bradeskis had zero points. Um, So the two top scorers of our team had five points total. Uh, Jordan Poole had a good first half, lousy second – the last minute to two minutes of the game with Wisconsin was just garbage. We completely threw the game away. Didn't look good, but then again, we all know it's been about 40-some years since the team has gone undefeated in the NCCA. So, not a big deal. We all understand college basketball is nothing like college football. Every win, every loss counts college football. You could, win, you could lose about eight to ten games college basketball and still play or win the national title fact in point Michigan had lost eight games last season still found themselves in the national title game uh you know different different landscape so anyways let's get into this we have one of the best defenses I've ever seen now I'm Kind of a novice when it comes to basketball. I kind of get the whole idea of basketball. I enjoy it. I played it. I love basketball, but I I'll never be able to break it down like I would football. But when you jump on Indiana at home, when that game sold out three weeks in advance and we beat them by 20, that says something. That defense travels. Our offense can be spotty at times because they have a hard time shooting. It's offense has always been uh, streaky for us, Michigan Anders. You know what I mean? Our ganders or whatever those fucking assholes say. So then we whip Indiana. We finished out. We sweep that series 2-0. Wonderful. I mean, we really make a statement, right? Right after a loss, which is important. uh, Because that loss... Well, we beat Minnesota in one of that... The last second shot by Matthews. Got over the depression of the loss. Played Indiana, which was the most important uh, away game that we've had. Whipped their ass. I mean, impressive. Really whipped their ass. Everybody looked good. Uh, Then we go into... Now... I know in college basketball our one true rival is Michigan State. I get it. I understand it. I know what's going on. But any time we can beat fucking Ohio State makes it makes my heart sing. It really does. Cause fuck those motherfuckers. Now listen, I have plenty of friends who are Ohio State fans. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the university in general. Fuck them. I can't stand that university. I can't stand that program. And I'm willing to give a pass to the, the people who I really care about, who really enjoy that team. I can't understand why. More than likely, it's just one of those things you grew up knowing. And it's probably the same thing they think about us. Whatever. But let's jump into that game, huh? So, first half. I have to say, I absolutely love the approach we take with them. Because their one guy that they have is Caleb Wesson. First of all, anytime your name is Caleb and you spell it with a K, who the fuck are you? Like, I don't want to hear it. Caleb is spelled with a C. I don't want to hear your bullshit explanations. It's awful. Caleb C, my little brother's named Caleb. That's probably why I feel this way. Caleb Wesson, they're one true star on that team. And we just picked away at his mental stability. I love it. I love the fact that we went now listen I grew up in Denver, Colorado right? And the Denver Colorado way I grew up in the public school system. And that's DPS. Denver Public School System. We had a way. Now listen we picked apart rich schools, poor schools, whatever. But we had a way. We had a a staunch, aggressive way we do things. And when I look at Michigan basketball, it reminds me of the DPS. I'll be honest. With you got Xavier Simpson, you've got Jordan Poole, even John Teske, brother. John Teske even jumping in and starting fights, being strong. You got to love that kid, man. 7 1, filled with just pride. That Michigan pride. You got to love it. First half, we started off slow, offensively, defensively, getting the hands in the passing areas, getting our feet out there, just breaking, I mean, not allowing them to get a good pass off or a good look at the basket. you got to love that. I mean, I don't know how many turnovers we we caused in that first half. I think it was like nine to our uh, zero. But it was fantastic. I mean, you got to love it. Uh, because it's gonna help us when we get into that tournament when we gotta face teams that get off to that fast uh offensive start. Maybe if we don't get our shooting going, we always can rely on our defense. That defense has saved us. Unlike uh Michigan's football, where our defense seemed to disappear when we needed them the most, which, you know, I don't wanna really get into too much, but it's kinda of shocking. Now, what I would love to see as in general, is the attitude that the Michigan basketball team took to Ohio State. I would love to see the, oh, the fucking Michigan football team adapt. They didn't give a fuck who this Ohio State team was. They weren't in awe. They didn't like them. They thought they were garbage. And you can tell by the way they fucking played defense and attacked them, even though they were making the shots from three at the beginning. But you could still tell. That our offense was attacking, even though Jordan Poole, Iggy, Charles kind of got started off on a slow pace. Thank God for Xavier fucking Simpson, who, by the way, had the sixth triple-double in Michigan history, by the Thank you very much. Now, granted, you only say sixth triple-double in, in school history. That's not a lot, but we're not known as a basketball school. Granted, our program has gotten leaps and leaps and bounds better than our football program, but let's face it—we've allowed Beeline to build a program, and this is something I've been saying. If you've been listening on the Patreon for a long time, is that if we allow if we allow Harbaugh the same amount of time to build a program like we like. We allowed beeline. We're going to be whipping Ohio State's fucking team for a long time to come. We just have to be fucking patient. That's all I'm saying is that allow good coaches to coach and recruit, and all of a sudden you're going to start to see success. I mean, who doesn't want to play for Michigan? Unless this Arctic chill thing comes in and continues to kill us. For years at a time. I mean, if all that is is just one year, we're good. We can't allow the North to continue to freeze over. I mean, if we're not freezing over, we're recruiting well. That's all I'm saying. Is now the way we approached Wesson, Caleb Wesson was fantastic. We were bumping him, we were we were fouling him, we were getting in his way. Teske Xavier anybody who was in contact with that kid was making his day a rough effing night that's all it was great it, they he had to work for every point he got and it was rewarding to watch how we systematically broke that kid down he had no clue what was going on he really didn't and especially when it came down to that block that Xavier Simpson had in the second half of the game i mean You thought it was going to be just a straight-out dunk. But Xavier looked at him, uh, assessed the situation properly, and allowed the DPS in him, even though he didn't grow up in the DPS, allowed the DPS in him to allow him to fucking shove that ball right up his butt. And that was a great block, all ball, and it was fantastically called by the refs. No foul. And then the fight afterwards, come on, Wesson, you're going to start a fight after John Teske touches you? Why weren't you getting all crazy when fucking Jordan Poole was getting in your face? That's all I'm saying is that fucking Caleb Wesson is a poser. His older brother actually tried to have a good game, but we were all over him. It's just, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing that Ohio State is even that bad at basketball. I'm glad we whipped their ass. I'm, I was happy about the approach that we took as a basketball team. I wish our football team would take that approach. Now, listen, I think the reason why our basketball team has this approach is because we face them sometimes only one time a year, but most of the time we face them twice a year. Now, if our football team faced Ohio State twice a year, I can guarantee you the mystique of Ohio State football wouldn't be that great. Our team wouldn't be that fearful because you could look at what they did to us, figure it out, and then address the problem. But we only get one shot at those dirty motherfuckers, and that's all it is. So we've got a problem with that. Now, granted, I think we're on the upside when it comes to this rivalry because we're getting ready to dominate these dirty motherfuckers for a long time to come. Ryan Day, pfft, you got old man bitch titties Greyjoy over there coaching your defense. No, thank you. We got Nua, baby. Nua. That's right. That might mean new. I don't know what Polynesian speak is, but I'm pretty sure that means new. New start. We're going to whoop their ass. We got a new kid, 35, 37, coaching up the defensive line. We got a new guy just came in. I don't even know his name. That's exactly how new this guy is. I don't even know his name, but I know he, he coached Appalachia State. They were good because obviously they beat us when he was there. And also, he went to Georgia Tech, helped them turn over, help their turnover machine a lot. He helps defenses figure out to turn over the ball. If Don Brown stays, because we don't know what the fucking future is of Temple football, but if Don Brown stays, you add Campanelli and this new dude to the whole defense, we're going to rock Ohio State's ass. That's right. Collusion happened, folks. This conspiracy is thick. Al Washington and fucking bitch titties fucked us over. That's exactly what happened. No one talks about it, but that's the way it goes. And it just reminds me of, oh, New Orleans Saints are pitching a bitch fit about how they got screwed over. Hey, welcome to the world, baby. Because that's what happened to us in 2016 but you don't see us bitching and complaining about it. We accepted it like champions, and we're moving on because we did win that game in 2016. Just like the Saints should have won that game, but we left points out on the board on 2016, just like the Saints did in that last game. We're moving on from that as well. So let's get on with this. Uh, we've got UM had two turn Like I was talking about earlier, right? We only had two turnovers in the first half to Ohio State's 11. That explains why we are dominating on the defensive side. Hands out, just breaking up passes, doing what we need to do. Fucking amazing. We really look good. Now, can I say something? The guy who calls these games, Seth Greenberg, I I was getting ready just to rail on how much of an Ohio State dick sucker this guy is. But throughout the game, I have to say he kind of called it fair. But it's just like, dude, I know you got to say what you got to say, but please, he said something about Michigan football that irritated me. Really irritated me. And I can't really bitch about it because it's true. He's like, oh, this, you know, Michigan's playing hard because anytime you get a chance to beat the Buckeyes, it's important. Even though it's not much of a football rivalry anymore. And it's just like... If I've got to grab your bald head, Seth Greenberg, and then shove it right up your butthole, I will. Because no matter what, it is always a rivalry. Uh, Why don't you do your history and know where we're coming from? This is all cyclical, Seth Greenberg. But of course you're not going to know that because you're a douchey goddamn college basketball color guy. You're not even Tony Romo level. You're just douchey dickhead level. You don't know anything. You know, like, you see a painting, you say, well, that's pretty. And that's all you know about that painting. You don't know who painted it. You don't know the history of the painting. Just like you just fucking said about Michigan football against Ohio State football. You don't know dick about the goddamn rivalry. All you know is what people have told you or what maybe you've seen. You really don't understand the whole history of it all. You're a fucking douche. Seth Greenberg, I can't stand you. I don't like you when you start talking about college football. Now, in this course of this game, you kind of call it a fair. That's fine. I'll give it to you on that. But don't dip your bald, stupid face into college football because you don't know shit about it and you anger real fans like me who then understand what is going on you're a dick face and I really do hope someday you hear this because I want you to understand that you should stick to college basketball not college football you don't know anything about anything when it comes to college football just know that don't don't even try it you're you're a moron stick to college basketball where you understand what's going on. You barely understand it, but yet you still understand it, okay? Now, let's get into Jordan Poole. Uh, I know Beeline, one hell of a coach, kind of went to him and said, listen, I understand you're having a hard time, and we all saw it. In the last three to four games, Jordan Poole has not played fantastically. Wisconsin, he had a good first half. He was okay, all right in the Minnesota game. Um, first half of this Ohio State game, not great. But you just keep letting them shoot. A shooter needs to shoot. And that's one thing that Beeline says. Beeline actually calls Jordan Poole a, uh, let's see, an overdose of swag. And I've got to say, any man who wears short shorts that tight, a mustache, and that kind of hairstyle has to have an overdose of swag to be able to pull it off. Or he's just a creepy motherfucker. And we all know Jordan Poole ain't creepy, so he's got to have an overdose of swag because to pull off that look is impressive. Um, Let's see here. Oh, like I said earlier, uh, Xavier Simpson killing it. Iggy got back into the game. Iggy is our run stopper. All right, if you want to think of it in football terms, he's the guy on the defense that when you need that third down and two, third down and inches that dude makes the play and stops the run anytime let's see Ohio State was on a run uh, North Carolina was on a run uh, Villanova was on a run I mean and you go Air Force or any of these other teams other than Wisconsin Iggy always got that one to two baskets in a row that killed the run that got us back on track Iggy's our dude even though he's a he's a freshman this kid, it plays more like a like a sophomore or junior. The kid is focused. I I know that he out he was a little bit outspoken when it came to wanting to play Duke or Zion Williamson. But I'll be honest, yeah, it only looks bad because he had such a bad outcome right after when we played uh, Wisconsin. But I'll I'll I will be honest. I think. Iggy shows up in big games. You put Iggy against Zion Williamson in a big game, and you're going to see a different player. You're going to see him different. I think he lives for the moment. That kid is impressive. I can't wait to see what's going to go on in the in the future because we've got Michigan State coming up in the last part of February. Uh, that's really, I to me, that's really going to say who's going to win the Big Ten. Uh, thank God to Purdue who held on by their fingernails to beat Michigan State. Uh, I, to be honest, I thought Michigan State Cassius Winston was going to pull that shit out. They are impressive. They really, truly are our rival in college basketball. I can't wait to see this. Uh, to be honest, uh, to be honest, I hate to say it, but I think we're going to split the season series, home and home. I think they win when they're in fucking awful East Lansing and I think we win it in A two. I really do. I think we're gonna split it and hopefully somehow, some way they screw up along the way and they lose and we can win that season the the conference title without, you know, the the, the tournament. Now listen, we've won the tournament Big Ten title Two years in a row, 2017, 2018, it's been all us. Okay, I get it. I love it. it. shows that we can play in big games, and especially not just big games, tournament games. We show up for those. So I'm happy about that. I love it. But I would love to win the regular season Big Ten title. That means something. We haven't won that since 2014. That, I mean, come on. Look at the team we had in 2013, 2014. Uh, superior offense. We were one of the best scoring offenses in the nation. We're not that way this year, but then again, we couldn't stop anybody in 2013 and 2014. You throw 2019's defense on the 2013 team, we beat Louisville and we're a national title winner plain and simple because they had one shooter I can't even tell you who the hell he was what his name was right now he was a white dude who could shoot it from three point land we just couldn't stop him we have a hard time stopping dudes who are white who can shoot it from the three point area look at White Dante from Villanova we stopped everybody on Villanova's D- uh, their whole team last year except for White Dante that mother effort fucking lit us up let us up now. All I'm saying is, if we could figure out how to shut down the outside hot shooter, we probably could have had two national titles in that time period because we couldn't. We're, I'm telling you right now, if this Michigan team gets into the final four and makes its way into the national title game defensively. We can win because they never allow our offense, even though they start off cold, to ever get that far behind. Never. If you put that defense that we have this year into last year, forget about it. Forget about it. But then again, we'd have to have different personnel. Duncan, Wagner. I mean, the great offensively, right? Great offensively. But they're not Iggy Bragdas they're not Iggy. Iggy Brad day. Whatever his last name is, it's hard to say, whatever. And Charles Matthews stepped up his defense. Jordan Poole stepped up his defense. Xavier Simpson found his shot. And I know it's a hook, but damn, that's one of the best hook shots I've seen in decades and he's obviously great at defense. We have a defensive team who's slow at offense, but once we get going, we can be anybody on the court because they're all big game players. So, with that being said, I want to head out out of here. Uh, you got to if you don't watch Michigan basketball, do yourself a favor. Do it. I mean, really just start appreciating what these boys are doing because this could really be a special season for these kids and you're going to kick yourself for missing out on the majority of the season. I look forward to every game they play. I do. I love it. I love watching how much these kids love to play. Xavier Simpson talking shit. Fucking John Teske talking shit. If you love guys who are feisty and love to talk shit, then you should love this fucking basketball team. They are fantastic to watch. I know the scores aren't what you see in the NBA. I know that. Whatever. Who cares? You should watch this team because you're going to fall in love. I swear to you. This is the team to be. So, like I always say, it is great to be a Michigan Wolverine always and forever it does not matter it is great to be a Michigan Wolverine and always and forever guys go blue